FantasyPoints.com and the 2022 Franchise Focus Series is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports, with no waivers, trades, or lineup setting for season-long drafts. New users can sign up to Underdog Fantasy using promo code FANTASYPTS for up to $100 in bonus cash on their first deposit. That's promo code FANTASYPTS. Head to FantasyPoints.com slash Underdog for more information. Now, let's get to the show. It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome back to the Franchise Focus series of podcasts here at FantasyPoints.com. My name is Joe Dolan. We are really kind of hitting the final stretch. We're going to have all of these podcasts and all of these articles out to you by July 30th. That was my goal this year. We carried these into August last year, and it was an absolute nightmare dealing with that, with all the training camp updates. But we have done it this year. We are going to get them all out the door by the end of July, and I'm anticipating this will be one of our more popular episodes because well we're talking america's team we're talking the dallas cowboys and we are doing so with market if you're on fantasy twitter if you're on nfl twitter if you're on cowboys twitter you know that you know the guy he's got the mike tyson punch out avatar you follow him on twitter at marcus underscore mosher he is the managing editor of the raiders wire so hey look one stop shop you get your raiders and your cowboys takes because he's also the host of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Marcus, I know you're a fantasy guy. You got you got the Locked On Dynasty podcast. This is a really great like intersection of everything we need here for the Franchise Focus podcast because you're a fantasy guy. You know your deep fantasy guys. And look, at, but you know your Cowboys as well. This is really exactly what we're going for on this podcast. Welcome to the show, my friend. It's good to be talking to you. Uh, thanks, Joe, for having me on. This is this is going to be a lot of fun. I, I will say a little story about my Mike Mike Tyson punch out profile picture. I went to the Fantasy Expo last year, walked around the first day, and nobody recognized me because they didn't recognize me without the Mike Tyson <laughs> profile picture. So I promised this year I would wear a t shirt with the Mike Tyson profile picture. So at least some people can know what I look like. Well, I'll have you know. Well, I'll see you there, by the way, because I am yeah. going now. You that's that's a pretty quick drive for you. I'm antis. Uh, yeah, it's like two and a half hours. It's not yeah. bad at all. Yeah, you're a, you're up in Erie, Pennsylvania. I used to I used to drive to Canton from State College, PA, which was eh, three three and a half four hours. So not a bad uh, not a bad drive. Now I'm flying this year because I'm now in South Carolina, but it'll be nice to see you there. It's um, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – we're actually – make sure you're there Friday because uh, Fantasy yeah. Points is hosting the uh, the party, the Friday night party. Yes. So, uh, we'll be – so uh, we'll see you there. Um, and, hey, if you're in the Philadelphia area, just so everybody knows, the Franchise Focus Series of Podcasts is brought to you by Evans Sports Cards and Collectibles, the best place for cards, collectibles, autographs, and more. When we do a memorabilia giveaway at Fantasy Points, it's always from Evans. And Evans always has the latest boxes and releases from Panini, Upper Deck, Tops, and more. And it's a family-owned small business, not a superstore, so you get to know the staff and they get to know you. If you're in the Philadelphia area, again, great for an in-person visit. But if you're not, like me and Marcus – it's just as good to visit the eBay store and you can know when that's updated by following at Evans cards on Twitter for weekly updates and card releases. 
You can also get that by liking Evans on Facebook and heading to EvansSportsNJ.com where you can get that always updated eBay store. That's EvansSportsNJ.com online and at EvansCards on Twitter. Tell them that the guys from FantasyPoints.com sent you. You know, Marcus, things have been, you know, relatively stable with the Cowboys for a number of years, but we're starting to see a little bit of the the, the changes here mm-hmm. that, always ha- ha- they, that always have to happen in the NFL with the churn. And the one constant, though, is Dak Prescott, obviously. Um, he's got the long-term contract extension, but from a fantasy perspective, we're going to get we're going to get to the receiving core, which is obviously a huge question. From a fantasy perspective, though, you start to see Dak Prescott's ADP dipping a little bit, and I think that is in large part because really he's a pocket passer now. You know, the rushing because obviously he had the ankle injury, which might have affected things. But do you anticipate another year removed from that injury, Dak Prescott maybe running a little bit more like he used to early in his career? Or is this kind of what we have right now with Dak Prescott, somebody whose legs are just not so much a weapon as they are just a little bit of a tool he can use? But uh, really, pocket passing is the foundation of Dak's game. Do you expect that will be uh, the, the case here in 2022? Yeah, I, I do expect Dak to run a little bit more. And he's actually talked about it this offseason. He's not going to be Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. But can he, you know, score four or five rushing touchdowns this season like he did earlier in his career? Can he make a couple guys miss in the open field? I think so. We're not going to project them for big rushing stats, Joe. But I think I think he can be capable enough in that area. But the great thing for Dak is he doesn't have to be a, a great runner to be – Fantasy relevant and you know and very productive. We've seen since Kellen Moore has been the offensive coordinator of this team in 2019, Dak Prescott has averaged over 300 passing yards a game. We say sometimes pocket passer as a bad thing. Dak is an incredible pocket passer. So if he's just that again this year, I still think he's going to be a top six, top seven fantasy quarterback. Yeah, and the, but then then that gets into obviously the big question, and that being the receiving core. Um, obviously, Amari Cooper's gone. Michael Gallup's available. Let's start there. Let's start with Michael Mm -hmm. Gallup. His availability. He got injured late in the season. Serious knee injury. What are you hearing about his availability early in the season? What do you you anticipate we're going to see from Michael Gallup? And when we'll see Michael Gallup? I think the Cowboys are going to be really cautious here. I think if they wanted to push him, he could be ready by week one. There's just no incentive to do that, right? This is the, you know, 17-game NFL season. The Cowboys have playoff aspirations. They want him to be healthy in November and December rather than in September. So I kind of expect him to miss the first three or four games of the season. But when he does return, for him to come back at 100%, playing 60 70% of the snaps. And this is actually what they did last year with Michael Gallup. If you remember, he got hurt in week one with a calf injury. The Cowboys gave him a bunch of time off. And then when he came back, right back into the starting lineup with all his usual routes run, uh, again, I expect him to be, miss a couple games, but he won't miss ten, you know, eight to ten games. Like I th- I'm seeing a lot of people project him to miss right now. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I, I don't anticipate that. But you know, when he comes back, he and CD Lamb now, and CD Lamb early in his career, his rookie season, I guess we're only in his third year. Um, mm-hmm. He was predominantly a slot receiver. I always love, you know, from a fantasy perspective, Marcus, I always like that because when I have a, a talented guy, you know, you feel like, oh, he's in the slot. Those are the type of corners he can dominate. Turns out he goes outside, has a pretty damn good season doing so. Do you expect to him to move around quite a bit? Or when Michael Gallup's out early in the year, is CeeDee Lamb kind of, he's your X receiver 
getting all that top coverage. What, what do you expect Kellen Moore to do here with him? Part of the reason the Cowboys felt really comfortable moving on from Omari Cooper is because they wanted to see CeeDee Lamb in an expanded role. They wanted to get him more touches. They wanted to have the flexibility of moving him all over the formation and getting him the ball. I expect there to be a lot of snaps where he's playing inside, snaps where he's lined up as a flanker, snaps as the X. He's not going to be one of these guys that plays 75% of the snaps on the outside. The Cowboys know that's just not in their their greatest interest to do that. So they're going to find ways to get him the ball. Man, Joe, I, I I think he is in for a monster, monster season. And I mean, he's being drafted as such. Like, uh, I I don't know how many drafts you've done so far, but like, man, he's one of those guys. Like, if I'm drafting at the end of round one, I'm 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 fully in on Dalvin Cook this year. I understand people are going to disagree because of the injury problems, but man, I've I've had some drafts where I'm at the back end of round one and I'm able to start Dalvin Cook and CD Lamb or Joe Mixon and CD Lamb. Pretty appealing way to start. I mean, like I I know there's some in the industry, and I'm kind of almost there ranking CeeDee Lamb over Devontae Adams with Devontae Adams well, going to the new home. And look, you you cover both teams, so what do you think of that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the Scott Fishbowl, I just took CeeDee Lamb over Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel, Tyree Kill, because I just think CeeDee's targets are going to go way up from what we saw last year. 120 targets. There were six games last year where he had five or fewer targets. That's just not going to happen. Like, the Cowboys are going to make it a priority to yeah. get him the ball uh, I think 150, 160 targets is not out of the realm of possibilities at all. Well, I mean, look, when Michael Gallup's injured, though, um, Amari Cooper moves on. I know you're high on Dalton Schultz, but we'll, we'll get to him. Who is the next guy up on that receiver depth chart? There is going to be some Jalen Tolbert hype, but he was a third-round pick out of a smaller school. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can temper your expectations. Do you expect Jalen Tolbert, James Washington, to kind of battle for that number three role? Yes, but I actually think Tolbert's already winning that battle. Wow. James Washington's missed most of the offseason with a foot injury. I don't think he's a fantastic fit in this offense. He's kind of a long, striding, deep receiver. And that's not, that's not really Dak's game. Dak's game is get the ball out of his hands quickly, into the hands of the receivers, and let them make plays after the catch. I think Tolbert fits that better. And I also think Tolbert, if you look at his film at South Alabama, he played in the slot a ton, and I kind of think that's where he's going to start. Gallup on the outside, CeeDee Lamb moving all over. I think of those other receivers, Tolbert's going to be the guy that gets the most opportunities. It feels like the fantasy community has a good pulse of the Cowboys, though, right? Because CeeDee Lamb is going, like you think, 150, 160 targets are within a realm of outcomes. Well, he's being drafted as such. He's being drafted as a top 16 player. And then the next Cowboy off the board, often even before, uh, well, at least from a pass-catching standpoint, often even before Dak Prescott is Dalton Schultz, the tight end. I mean, you would have to think, based on how this roster stacks up right now, the overwhelming favorite to be number two on this team in targets, wouldn't you? Oh, Oh, yeah. He had 104 targets last year. And that was even splitting some snaps with Blake Jarwin, who the team released earlier this offseason. Yeah, I, he had 104 targets last year. I think 120 is not is not all that impossible for him. The other thing is Dak Prescott absolutely loves him. He trusts him yeah. to get open. He's pretty good after the catch. Uh, second in the NFL last year in yards after the catch per reception. I, I expect Schultz to have another one of these 800-yard, eight-touchdown seasons with maybe even the potential to have a little bit better year. Yeah, like he's been a kind of a hot button guy on on Twitter. I don't know if you you I, I saw JJ's uh yeah. his, his thing the other day. Yes. 
Yeah, so by the way, we're, uh, if y'all are on fantasy Twitter, uh, JJ Zacharias in late round QB. Um, Marcus and I are actually recording this a week before we're releasing the podcast, but he's been really um, going actually back and forth and mm-hmm. incredibly respectfully with our guy Graham Barfield at Fantasy Points, who is very high on Schultz. And JJ doesn't really see the ceiling, but like the way I look at it here, um, to compare to another NFC East team, Marcus, it feels like there's a there's a there was a little bit of Zach Ertz typeness here. Well, well, maybe he's not the Gronk, you know, 16 yard a catch type of guy, but a guy who's just like, man, on third and five, he's going to get you seven or eight yards. Uh, well, maybe almost in a way that Jason Witten used to be. Yeah. And I would also say with Schultz, it's important to remember that he really broke out in 2020 after Dak Prescott was out with an injury. So Dak's only gotten to play with him one season, but during their career, uh, Schultz has averaged about 52 receiving yards per game with, with Dak under center. I expect that to grow. I expect their their chemistry and their connection to be even better this season. So that's why I could see the ceiling. I think the floor is incredibly high because he is going to be the number two pass catcher on, I mean, I would think a really good offense once again. Uh, so again, I think the, the ceiling is pretty high, especially when you consider he might lead this team in red zone targets as well. Yeah. How worried are you about the offensive line? Worried. It's it's getting old. Tyron Smith is really struggling to stay healthy. Even somebody like Zach Martin, I thought, took a, a small step back last year. Tyler Biotis, their center, is very average. They drafted Tyler Smith to play left guard, but he is a raw, raw prospect. They let go of Lyle Collins. Now they're playing Terrence Steele. I think if everybody stays healthy, it could be a mm-hmm. slightly above average offensive line. But we know that that doesn't happen in the NFL. You have injuries all over the place. And the Cowboys' depth, especially at offensive tackle, is not good. If there's a reason why this team doesn't win, you know, 9, 10, 11 games this year, it's going to be because of their offensive line. You know, Terrence Steele was the depth guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, and yep. he was a good one. But now, now like, uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, I, like, I know people are a little concerned. You know, Tyler Smith, they're expecting him to take over for Tyron Smith eventually. Certainly yes. not probably – Look, if he has to play left tackle this year, I would presume the Cowboys would be in pretty bad shape up front. It, just based on kind of what we're hearing from OTAs and minicamps, is that idea got squashed pretty quickly. Like if they if they, there's an injury to Tyron Smith, they're probably going to go out and sign somebody because I don't think they have any interest in getting their franchise quarterback killed back there. Yeah, um, so that definitely something to worry about. And like, and now let me transition into what would be the obvious question. That I've kind of been doing that a lot on these podcasts, Mark, is kind of burying the mm-hmm. lead a little bit. Part of the reason you have to move on from Lyle Collins, obviously you paid Dak Prescott a lot of money, that's fine, but they're paying Ezekiel Elliott a lot of money. Ezekiel Elliott is one of those guys who a lot of fantasy players just do not want to touch. I mean, we're talking about a guy who was a top five pick last year who's like a third, fourth, fourth round pick this year uh-huh. um how much of a factor was the injury because that's what the cowboys are saying publicly how much do you think the injury the pcl injury was a factor for zeke last year it, it was a factor but at the same time we've seen ezekiel elliott decline now in six straight seasons his rushing yards per game have gone down in each of the last six seasons the yards per attempt have gone down in each of the last four seasons Listen, when you have a running back that's 27 years old with all this mileage on them, they start to break down. And any little nick and bump, you know, does slow them down. He's not a home run hitter anymore. He's pretty inefficient in the passing game. But, Joe, I got to say, I'm still drafting him quite a bit this year because I think the hate has gone a little bit too far. I've seen him go in 
third, fourth rounds of some drafts that I'm doing. And with that's Heat, common, by the way, that's basically every draft that I've been doing. It, yeah. It, to me, that's kind of crazy considering he's still this team's workhorse back. He's going to get 275 plus touches. He's their red zone running back. And since 2019, whenever Dak Prescott's been under center, this is the number one offense in the league in yards per game. If you can give me the lead back on an offense like that, it doesn't cost me a top three pick. I'm doing it. So um, I, I think you're obviously well aware, and I know what your feelings about Tony Pollard are, and I think you're well aware that a lot in the fantasy community are drafting Tony Pollard aggressively, as in like, well, if Zeke's breaking down, this guy has been yeah. super efficient. And I always look at it, I, I call this, it's not so much Tony Pollard's, let me rephrase, I call this Janice's razor, okay? Because you you know about Jeff Janice. and. Yes. Yes. Um, my, my, my thing with Janice's razor was, yeah, I don't care how high you are on a player. If the coach doesn't play him, he's not going to put up fantasy numbers. And Tony Pollard isn't anywhere near that. But my question is, is there a reason maybe beyond just what they're paying Zeke? Because ultimately I, Jerry Jones, yeah, he wants to get a return on his investment, but ultimately Jerry Jones wants to win. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason? Tony Pollard hasn't gotten more than the eight to 10 touches per game that he's gotten and has been very efficient with. Do they just not trust him with more work than that? No, it's not that it's not that they don't trust him because we've seen, you know, there's been a game where Ezekiel Elliott missed time and Tony Pollard got 26 touches in a win over San Francisco. So I don't think it has anything to do with Tony Pollard. If Ezekiel Elliott wasn't here, we'd be talking about Tony Pollard as a borderline first round pick. Like I, I, I fully believe that it's just, they love Zeke. They they love that they can put him on the field in all three downs. He doesn't wear down as the game goes on. Uh, he can play in the passing game and protect Dak Prescott. It's really just the overall faith of the coaching staff in Zeke rather than a lack of faith in Tony Pollard. Yeah, so, um, I mean, Tony Pollard, I'm sure you've seen, you know, sometimes he's going seventh round in fantasy drafts. You think that's defensible based on the potential upside here? Yeah, because if... If Ezekiel Elliott misses, let's say, six games with a hamstring injury or something like that, Tony Pollard's going to be getting 20 touches a game. He's going to be the guy that's getting work in the passing game. We've already seen in OTAs and minicamp, when the Cowboys go to like third, third down package, mm-hmm. it's Tony Pollard lining up in the slot and getting a lot of targets. I This is somebody who averaged 6.2 yards per touch last season. He's just an incredible football player. And I do think the Cowboys are working to find more ways to get him and Ezekiel Elliott on the field at the same time. I think you would think there's a chance they do that this year because the receiving core is so unsettled. So, uh, yeah, that, that'll be really interesting to see. Um, Marcus, I know you have an opinion on somebody else in this receiving core, and I'm going to f- finish with the way I've finished most of these podcasts, asking my guest, the analyst, somebody who's a, maybe a deep sleeper nobody's really thinking about who has a shot to put up numbers in this offense and you mentioned off air that the Cowboys are top heavy so mm-hmm. it's tough but you managed to surprise me you came out with a good name throw it out to the people maybe the dynasty players who might uh who might be surprised by this yeah let me, let me just set this up so let's look at the Cowboys wide receiver core again going into training camp at least it's CeeDee Lamb it's Michael Gallup, who won't probably play in the first few weeks of the season. It's James Washington, who hasn't practiced at all with an, uh, a foot injury. It's a rookie, Jalen Tolbert, who's also had a hamstring injury this offseason. Semi Fuhoku, their fourth-round pick last year, or fifth-round pick, excuse me, has not necessarily impressed. So the guy that's actually been running with the ones a lot in the offseason is TJ Basher, a six-foot-six mm. 
225 pound receiver who has actually been working out at Dak's ha- uh, Dak Prescott's house a lot this offseason. He's somebody that he trusts in the red zone. I wouldn't be shocked if we get to week one against Tampa Bay and when the Cowboys go to three wide receiver sets, TJ Basher is on the field, not James Washington, not J- Jalen Tolbert, but TJ Basher. So uh, it's Tampa Bay week one, you said, right? Yes. Oh, for the second straight year. Interesting. Um, yes. Also, uh, there, there you go. How about that for a min price guy on DraftKings? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, I mean, look, we'll, we'll check him out in the in the uh, preseason, Marcus. And, you know, you, like you said, yeah, the Cowboys are top heavy, but there's a lot of upheaval there this year. So going to be interesting to see. Uh, do you expect uh, Prescott to get preseason run at all? No, I don't think I don't expect him to play a single snap in the preseason. I mean, yeah. we saw it last year, right? The Cowboys didn't play him at all in preseason. And he only had like one week of training camp practice because of the shoulder injury. And he came out blazing against Tampa Bay. Like I think after the way it played out last year, there's just no incentive to get him on the field at all. What we will see TJ Vasher in training camp and yes. when uh, and in training camp in the preseason. And when you want Cowboys takes during training camp, the preseason, heck whenever. And you want Raiders takes too. Follow at Marcus Mosher on Twitter. He is the managing editor of the Raiders wire. And he is the, Co-ho- excuse me, Marcus here. Your podcast name is Locked On Cowboys, correct? Yes, yes. And Locked On Dynasty. Sorry, I closed my uh, my notes app there because I'm an idiot, good. but but it is the Locked On Cowboys and the Locked On Dynasty podcast. Marcus, it's great talking to you, man. Yo, hopefully we can get together. We can party at the uh, at the fr- uh, uh, FF Expo in Canada. Oh, we're gonna have a blast! Uh, everybody, go check it out. Try to come and visit us. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, that is Marcus Mosher. My name is Joe Dolan. I hope you enjoyed this edition of the Franchise Focus Podcast here at FantasyPoints.com. Keep an eye out for TJ Vasher. Keep an eye out for the rest of our podcast this week. We're going to be talking Browns. Might have a little something to discuss there. Bengals, Bears next week. And then we're going to wrap it up all the way with the beginning of the alphabet because we went in reverse order this year. Thanks, everybody. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.